My next uh, missionary, our next missionary, is uh, uh, just an amazing story how he got to us. I, where's Josh? Are you in here, Josh? Yeah. The, the email came into the church, and Josh got it. And Josh began to respond to Nauto by email. And that led to lots of conversations kind of got back between them two and, and me starting to get involved with it. And then Connor ended up in Japan throwing, and I'm going, well, I'm going over there. And so long story short, we got to preach in the church he's going to that his father pastors, his father-in-law pastors. Uh, and we were there, got to meet those dear saints. Uh, what a joy. And then now uh, Nauto's here in the States. He's been raising support. He's about ready to leave. You're going to hear um, his schedule here. He's about ready to return to Japan uh, to begin the ministry there. Uh, but he's a dear brother, and he's a brother that has uh, uh, loved the Lord Jesus Christ, grown, prepared, been called and trained and prepared. Uh, he's suffered, and you'll hear some of that tonight. He has suffered greatly uh, as he's prepared to follow his calling. Uh, but I know you're going to love him and care for him. Let me remind you that he, he's going to show us another part of the world where Christ is very much unknown. And I, I pray that God will grip your heart and that we as a church will figure out how we respond to so much need around the world. Um, but listen carefully to him and hear what God has to say through our servant. Now, will you come up and minister to us. Hello, River Bend Church. We are very glad to be here tonight, and what a wonderful place this is, and what a wonderful church. Um, wonderful worship team, wonderful singing, and so uh, we, we are already loving this place. Of course, love the pastor, uh, your pastor, pastors. I, I love staying with Pastor Scott, and so yeah, we, we are having a great time. That's my family, um, my wife, Erisa, and Toshiki, this guy is Toshiki. How old are you? Five and a half. And Subaru is turning three in December. And Erisa, many of you have prayed for us. Thank you so much. She was diagnosed with cancer last year in September, and she passed into the glory um, this uh, past February. And uh, it, it's, been, it's been, you know, different. But God is still good, and God sustains us. So I was born in Los Angeles, and I was raised in Japan for 20 years. And Erisa and I met in Los Angeles in 2013. We got married in 2014. And um, we have Toshiki and Subaru. Uh, Toshiki is with me right now as I finish up my support raising in this um, trip. And uh, Subaru stays in Japan with my in-laws. So. He's with his uh, grandpa and grandma, and we are going back there next month, within a month. So, um, yeah, uh, I will show you a little bit of the video of, you know, that, that explains overseas uh, my uh, mission uh, in, in the past. So, please watch.
Hi, I'm Naoto Funada, a missionary to Japan from Faith Church of Lafayette, Indiana. I grew up in Japan for 20 years. Do you know that Japan is the second largest unreached people group in the world? Christians are only 1% of the whole population. On the one hand, Japan is a great and beautiful country. It's a developed country where most people work hard to provide high quality services and great products. It's also a beautiful country, and you would enjoy visiting Japan in many ways. But on the other hand, Japan has many significant social problems. It's a highly aging society with its birth rate being the lowest in the world. Last year, its population decreased by 800,000. Its economy has been stagnant for three decades. Among young people between ages 15 to 39, the highest cause of death is suicide. Japan's need for the gospel is even greater. Evangelical Christian church attendance on a Sunday is only 0.2% of the population. Although many people might say that they believe in Shintoism andor Buddhism, they usually don't have solid faith in these religions because they only practice religious rituals as part of their culture and tradition. Most people are hostile to the idea of being devoted to one religion. In this nation, It's often very hard for Christians to have a vibrant Christian life or church life. I was actually born in Los Angeles and grew up in Japan from age one. My first and main language is Japanese. When I was 18, I was saved in Japan and was baptized. So I know the Japanese society as well as the general mindset and worldview of the people there. At age 21, I moved to Los Angeles, and later in my life, I was called to be a missionary. Then I met my wife Erisa, who was already a missionary to Japan and raising support. The Lord led us to marriage in 2014. We moved to Lafayette, Indiana in 2019, and I graduated from Faith Bible Seminary last year. During my time in seminary, the Lord blessed us with two precious sons, Toshiki and Subaru. Also, as a pastoral intern at Faith Church, I was growing in the areas such as teaching the Word of God, counseling, discipleship, Team leading, leading musical worship, hospitality, parenting, and so on. Last year, in April 2022, we were designated as missionaries to Japan by Faith Church. We began raising support, but in September, Erisa was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. In the providence of our good and mighty God, just within six months from then, on February 18th this year, she passed into the presence of her Lord in heaven. God's grace and His power still sustain me every day. I have peace and unwavering hope because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I need to proclaim this gospel and bring hope to the hopeless people in Japan. My goal is still the same as before to serve at Bethel Baptist Church where Erisa's dad, Joe, is pastoring. One of the key strategies is to build a biblical counseling ministry in the church. I will strive to make strong disciples by preaching and teaching the Word of God, providing biblical counseling and its training, and using my music skills not only to train believers for musical worship ministry, but also to minister to unbelievers. So, I want to finish my support raising this year and return to Japan to serve there as soon as I can. Naoto is a friendly person. He becomes friends with Christians and non Christians. But at the same time, he has a missional mindset. 
At the end of the conversation, he always asks, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? You want to come to my church and then worship the Lord together? After becoming a Christian, Nato becomes my discipler. He helped me with my walk with Jesus, with important advice. If you are interested in learning more about my ministry, please sign up to receive my newsletters. You can go to faithlafayette.org slash funada to get more information or give financial contributions to my ministry. I trust in our faithful God that He will not waste Erisa's life or our pain, but rather He will bear much fruit in Japan out of it. Thank you for your prayers and your consideration of joining me in this mission work in Japan. I wish Teresa was here with me. But in God's providence, you know, he's much wiser than us, and he's a good God, and he has good plans in everything. So I can trust in this God. And, you know, he's going to show us something great out of this. So I was saved in Japan when I was age 18. I grew up in a Japanese Christian family that is very rare. Um, as you heard in the video, Christian population in Japan is 1%. And so you don't typically see any Japanese Christians around you. Or maybe, maybe not knowing that they are Japanese. And much less like Japanese couple being both, both being Christians. So I was raised in a Christian family. I didn't like going to the church because, you know, the, the kids in the church that I saw was just myself, my siblings, that's it. So, you know, going to the church on Sunday was not very fun. So I um, stopped going when I was in middle school. But, you know, knowing about the Bible story, I just couldn't resist that there is this creator God because like, how does the world begin, right? It's just, you know, so, makes so much sense. Even back then, it made so much sense to believe in God who is a creator and who sustains everything and who made us. And uh, I, need, I, I thought that I needed to embrace faith eventually um, so that I can be saved, have a relationship with God for eternity to be saved. And uh, so that's what I thought. So I, um, God gave me an opportunity to go, go back to church when I was 18 after I graduated from high school. <clears throat> so I started going to the church. I started learning the Bible. I confirmed that, you know, what the Bible says was true. So I got baptized at age 18, and I began my walk as a Christian. And... And later on in my life, I was already living in Los Angeles since 21, but la later on at age 30, I was taking a class called Perspectives, and that was on world missions. And until then, I didn't know too much about world missions. But now that I was taking that class and learning how much need in the world that, that, you know, that the gospel was not reached in many, many places in the world, Japan being one of them. And so I prayed to God, I want to become a missionary. And I asked my pastor then, 
who used to be a uh, who used to be a missionary in Thailand for 19 years. So I asked my pastor, you know, I, I think I'm called to be a missionary, and he affirmed that. And he was suggesting me to go back to college because I was a college dropout. And, you know, Naoto, why, why don't you just, you know, first finish college and then, you know, let's, let's take the first step there. <laughs> and then I was saying, like, oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't need to have a college degree in order to become a missionary. So <laughs> I was refusing to go back to college because I felt like, you know, I, I had dropped out. And I, you know, in, in, in some sense, I, I felt like I failed before, so I didn't want to go back. And I didn't like education anyways, so I was, was refusing that. But um, soon after that, I met Erisa, and she was already a missionary to Japan. Well, she was raising support. So she was designated already as a missionary, but she was raising support to go back to Japan. And we met, and I was surprised, like, you know, oh, is there a national missionary? You can go back to Japan as a missionary, as a Japanese person. And uh, I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I know the culture of Japan. I know the language. I know the people. And I have heart for Japan. And Japan is an unreached people group or unreached nation. And I thought, I had actually, when I was 21, when I first came to the States, I had actually prayed to God that, you know, send me to Japan through um, the, the message of Isaiah 6, whom shall I send, who will go for us? Um, I, I, I responded to God, send me, and I want to become a full-time minister in Japan. And I thought I was going to eventually do that, but at age 30, I reconfirmed my, my passion to reach out to Japanese and as a, as a missionary. So through Erisa, I, had, I got this vision to, to you know, go back to Japan as a missionary and start serving at Erisa's parents' church. But then Erisa, you know, I, I was t- telling Erisa, like, you know, I, I don't have to go to college and, you know, I, I can probably learn, uh, uh, learn the Bible um, online, some, something like easier. And Erisa was saying, saying hey, are you, are you afraid of going back to college? And I was like, oh, I think so. I think that's it. And then Erisa told me, well, you know, be- before becoming a minister of God's word, don't you think that you need to uh, conquer your fear first? And I was like, I was so convicted, and I just right at the moment, I, I need to go back to college. And so Erisa, being a biblical counselor, he- she counseled me, and <laughs> I decided to go back to college. So after, soon after that, the Lord led us to marriage, and we got married, and uh, I went back to college finished my bachelor's in biblical counseling at the master's college, now master's university, and then started seminary education at the master's seminary. And then two years later, God called me, called us in Lafayette, Indiana, where I transferred seminary to um, Faith Bible Seminary, and I graduated there last year. So, you know, for many, many years, about eight years before, ago, um, I started the, uh, restarted the college education, and back then, you know, I, I was serving at a Japanese church, and these people know my, my past, right, so they are amazed at, like, you know, oh, Naoto could finish college, and Naoto could finish seminary, even, 
And so, uh, you know, there's God's miracle um, just by the fact that I finished, finished my seminary last year. Uh, let's look at the Great Commission that Pastor Scott mentioned. It's Matthew 28, 19 to 20. And Jesus, before ascension, he gave this command to his disciples. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, because Jesus, God, God has heart for all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to keep all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And as Pastor Scott read from Acts, you know, it's into the remotest parts of the world. And in Japan, if you look at the map, next slide, um, Japan is the island country far right, on the far right, and that's all uh, orange. And next to it is like uh, China and Korea, uh, South Korea uh, being, you know, most of the, the places that's, uh, that's green. It, they, they are little dots, and one dot represents 50,000 people. And that's from uh, International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. And, of course, the uh, North Korea is also orange. That is, so orange means, or green means, that, it, that the gospel has been engaged in that area, and it's reached to its people. So, like, you know, how many percent of the people uh, have, have heard the gospel? That's reached, considered reached. And then orange places, uh, the gospel has, has been engaged there but it's not really reached to its people, is, is the orange dot. And so if you look at, look at Japan, like it's, it's almost all orange, and there's one small green dot and uh, one red dot. Red, red meaning uh, it's not even like engaged. Um, so that's the spiritual climate of Japan. And uh, if you go to the next slide, Japan, you know, being the far right in the east on the map, Japan is the, rising, uh, the land of the rising sun without the risen sun. They considered them, you know, they, they called themselves in the past that it's the land of the rising sun with, with its pride, but it's without the risen sun. Japan's population is 100 25.7 million, and as I said in the video, it's decreasing. And economic recession has been there for the last 30 years, and now median, median income for our family unit is less than $30,000 and before tax. And so they are not making much money for, for, for average people. So Japan being a rich country was in the past, not, not so much in now. There are some rich people who, um, you know, they small number of people making so much money, and they kind of raise the, the average income, but the median income is about 30,000 per year. And it's a hyper-aged society. It's, Japan is the leading country in the world that is hyper-aging. And that, what that means is that about 30% of the population is over 65 years old. Japan's population decreased 800,000 last year, 
and the average age of the people in the nation is 49 years old in Japan, whereas like it's 38 in the United States. And so if you go to the next slide, you see the Japanese population pyramid compared to the American, the US population pyramid. So if you look at Japan, like, you know, if you go down, that is the younger generation, there's so less people in the younger generation. And then US has rather, you know, better pyramid, although, you know, US is, is not doing so great. But, uh, you know, go back to Japan, you see a huge population around the age 70 to 70, like 70 to 80, and uh, 50s, and the population is decreasing after that. So what's happening in Japan lately is that we, with the economy being stagnant, uh, people marry late or people stay single because they don't feel like you know, they can't sustain, they can't um, feed the family. And so men are not so willing to, 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 to marry and have a family, and women are not so secure of getting married. So average age for the fir their first marriage is 30.7 for males and 29.1 uh, for female. And then staying single for a life is 25% of the male and 17% female. And so people not getting married or getting married late, they are not having children, so that leads to even fewer births. And then Elon Musk says, or tweeted, that at risk of stating the obvious, unless something changes to cause the birth rate to exceed the death rate, Japan will eventually cease to exist. He tweeted that last year. And so the whole society of Japan, especially the younger generation, um, is overwhelmed with the burdens of the ballooning deaths of those in advanced age. How can the society is sustained in, in such situation? It feels almost impossible. And many people now work hard. They, they have worked hard, right, in the past in order to become rich. In Japan, at one point, became rich. But now people work hard still trying to survive. And you know, some people would say having a child is a luxury or an expensive hobby. And husband and wife relationship without the gospel, of course, they, they usually aren't very good. So what's often said in Japan is that, or what, what, what you see oftentimes in Japan is that husband work hard, work, husbands work hard, and then they, they bring money into the, the family, and they boss, boss their wife around. Right? And so the wives, um, they don't like having husbands at home. So there's a saying in Japan that um, it says, it's good to have husband physically healthy, but not at home. Because they, they want money, but they don't want their presence at home. So that's, that's a Jap Japanese, like, normal family. Um, Situation, And let, let me talk about the Christians in Japan, Christianity in, in Japan. Evangelical Christian churches, they exist less than 8,000 churches, and that, that is one church for every 16,000 people, for evangelical churches. And the median attendance for one church is about 25, 30 people. 
the average, again, is a little more because you know, there are some bigger churches that raise that number. But if you look at the median, is about 25. And so-called Christians are 1.5% of the population. The, you know, there are different statistics, but 1.5 is the one that uh, CIA, CIA's World Factbook gives. And then this includes, this number includes the cultish, you know, Christian religion, so-called Christian religions such as Mormons and Jehovah's Witness and, uh, you know, even other things. And if you look at the Japan, Jap, Japan's government statistics, the, the largest number among, among the Christianity is Mormons. It's like almost a half. <laughs> so, well, what about that number, right? 1.5%. 1, 1. And then if you look at the Protestant Evangelical Church worship service attendance is 0.2% of the whole, whole population. And so that makes Jap Japan, Japanese is the second largest unreached people group in the world. So there are so many unsaved people there. When I was going to school, there were about 1,000 students there. And the only person, only people that I, that I knew that who are going to the church from that school is just myself and my brother. People just don't know about churches or Christianity. And uh, so next slide, people don't know where Christian churches are, what, what's happening there, and uh, they don't know who are the Christians around them. They have no idea what they do, and they they often think that Christianity is a religion of the Western world, so they don't have anything to do, except that they, they want to incorporate some cool stuff, like Western-style wedding, right? So they, they do, you know, they, they have chapels that, that makes money, and, and they want to get married in, in these chapels, like Christian-looking chapels, because it's like kind of Western-style, cool, and, and beautiful. And so they do that. Oftentimes, Jap Japanese people say that Jap Japanese people are born Shintoism, marry, marry Christianity, and die Buddhism. So they mix everything without much belief in anything. So people wear cross jewelries, and they don't know the meaning of it. And cross is just some cool symbol cool shape that they want to wear. People celebrate Christmas because it's festive. It's, nobody goes to the church. Uh, they, they want to spend the Christmas in cool places and, and you know, with, with their lovers and you know, have the romantic, uh, romantic um, time between the couples. And then within a, within a week after Christmas, majority of people go to Buddhist temples and Shinto shrines to ask for New Year's fortunes to their unknown god. And so main religions in Japan, um, that is 70% of people claim to be Shintoists, and then another 70% claim to be Buddhists. So there's this overlap, you know, they, they say some, many people would say, oh, I believe in Shintoism and Buddhism. Shintoism is the Japanese traditional religion, and Buddhism came from the, the mainland, uh, Asia, uh, from India through, you know, China and Korea and into Japan. So in, probably in the 16, you know, 600s, uh, 
AD, uh, Buddhism came into Japan and Shintoism found a way to, to coexist with Buddhism. And so from, even since then, from then, J Japanese mindset is to, oh, yeah, let's, let's you know, incorporate things so that we, we want to maintain unity among the people, at least on the outside. That's Japanese value. Um, that's very important value in, for Japanese people. And so they, they consider Shintoism, Shintoism and Buddhism as tradition more than a belief. So tradition and ritual practices. And they think you know, it's pretty cool to, to you know, do, do these practices occasionally. You know, festivals are cool. Temples, shrines, you know, these buildings are cool. And you feel kind of spiritual, you know, being to, you know, one, un, un, united with nature and the extraordinary power in nature. They, they like that feeling, but they don't, they don't believe in what these religions uh, really teaches or teach, religions teach. And so they think that devoting oneself to a religion is dangerous because if you are too into one religion, then you are brainwashed and you want to cause trouble with other religions, and that's the major cause of the world's war. And that's, that's how they think. And so they want to avoid that. And uh, as I said, maintaining unity is, is more important. And they, they see very religious people as they, they are weak people in the society. And because they, weak, they are weak and they cannot you know, sustain themselves, they cannot trust in themselves, they need gods. That's, that's how the people think. So those who have a higher status in society usually avoid Christianity. So here in the States, we see in the church, like, you know, believers who are, you know, high, you know, stat status in the society. And I appreciate that, right? Like, you know, we see medical doctors and lawyers and, you know, government people. That's great. Not so much so in Japan. As, you, as, as people say in, in Japan, there are actually, like, usually weaker people in the society uh, that you see in, in churches. And problems in Japanese society to kind of um, wrap up is, uh, you know, less and less younger generations and fewer marriages among the young people. And karoshi is overworked deaths. You know, they have so much social pressure that they, they feel like they have to work so many hours. And some people work so long that they have physical problems that they don't know of, and then they, one day they just die, pass away, at sometimes at a young, young age. And it becomes a huge news in Japan. And then so it, I, I think especially after COVID, it, it's changing because you know, they can work remotely. And so work situation is changing a little bit. I think that's a, um, you know, one of the good effects of COVID in Japan. But still, suicide rate is high, and so, you know, suicide being the, the first cause, number one cause for ages 10 through 39. And they think suicide will, you know, solve their problem of life, right? They know nothing about afterlife. They, many of them think that it's going to be nothing after life. And, uh, you know, there's increasing child abuses at home with the uh, remote work of the, the father. 
And then, you know, there's this fatherless children and broken families all over. And so without the gospel, they have no hope. They have no promises. And uh, they, they don't know why they exist. They think that, you know, today enjoy life. And that's the meaning of life. So I am called into this world. And, you know, when, when I visited... When I visited Japan last time, this past uh, April, for my wife Erisa's memorial service and burial, you know, I saw so many people in, in Tokyo, as you saw in the video, you know, millions of people every day working and, and, you know, walking around Tokyo. And I can't stop thinking, like, how many of these people are saved, right? Like, just a handful, probably. And my heart breaks over this country and their people and its people. So I am going to Bethel Baptist Church. That, that is Saitama. As you see, that's north of Tokyo, right next to Tokyo. And Pastor Scott and Gina, you know, they are able to visit my family, um, my, my in-laws there, and visit the church. Um, that, that's a great um, great privilege and uh, blessing for, for us too. And that is one hour, one hour north of Tokyo. And that church has about Sunday attendance of uh, 25 to 30 adults and like 12, 13 kids usually on the Sunday. And that is very unusual because in Japanese churches, what you see often is the aging population in Japanese churches. Um, when you go to a typical Japanese church, what you see is going to be many people over 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and very few in their 40s, 30s, 20s, right, and younger. So um, God has blessed our church. As you see, many young people, young kids, and younger families. That is unusual. And... Joe being, um, Joe and Noni, my, uh, they are my in-laws. They are BMM missionaries, Baptist missions missionaries. So they have the solid, good um, biblical teaching, which is rare to find in Japan. I, I think it's rare also to find a church like that here, right? So it's not so easy in the States even, but so much more in Japan to find a good church. And so Joe and Noni, according to their um, mission board's requirement, they need to retire next year, or not, not next year, but in 2025 in January. So we are thinking that's going to be a good time of leadership transition. So what I will be doing in my ministry there, I will base my, my um, missions, mission work there, and I want, you know, since they laid the foundation, I want to build upon it. And I want to do, of course, Bible teaching first and train the members theologically through Bible studies, preaching, small groups, etc. Et et and that includes biblical counseling. And biblical counseling is, you know, bringing Bible truth into people's lives where they need help with and they think biblically, they see biblically their, their troubles in life, 
and they apply biblical truths in their minds and in their practices, uh, in their, yeah, in their practices, and, and they find hope in God. They find answer in God. And as they practice biblical counseling, uh, truth, apply the truth of the Bible, they please God, and they have solid faith, more solid faith in God. And then I also want to train believers in music. And not only train, training believers in music, which, which is needed in that church right now, um, I want to also use music to reach out to unbelievers in the area. Um, it, it is difficult for Japanese people to, to connect with strangers because it's a um, you know, very polite culture. Uh, so, so polite that, that people don't want to reach out to strangers. They don't want to bother other people. So when you get into Japanese trains, everybody's quiet. They don't want to make eye contacts with others. Even if they do, they say nothing. They don't say hi. And they want to maintain this, this quietness. And they don't want to bother others. They can't connect easily. So music is one of the, the things that you know, I might be able to perform in you know, different um, places. And I might, you know, that, that might become a, a conversation starter. right? And um, I'm hoping to use music in that way, too. And audiovisual is another thing that I want to uh, use as a tool to, to connect with unbelievers. And of, of course, train believers in audiovisual, as you know, this church is doing great with using three projectors here to project that. And uh, so I, I'm, I, I want to do that in my church too. Um, so um, these are my ministry focuses, and I, I want to make disciples of Jesus, right? That's, that's the command. And I would like to do that as this church strengthens and, and gains more people, then I, my vision, my long-term vision is to have the, some of the believers together with me plant another church in, in a nearby area. And we want to reach out to, to more people in the growing area in, in, in the community. And uh, I want to reach out to these new, new people and, and work together as, as one church, two locations. And that's the model that I'm seeing at my sending church, Faith Church in Lafayette, Indiana. So that's, that's the vision I have. So I will be teaching, and I, eventually I, I'm going to plant a church is my vision. And so looking at my timeline, last year in April we began fundraising, and then in June I graduated seminary. In July we started traveling for fundraising. We did some tra traveling in June too. But then Erisa was diagnosed with, with cancer in September. And then this year, Erisa passed away in February. My calling is the same. I know what to do. I know what God wants me to do. So I'm sticking to it. And in, in November, next month, we are going back to Saitama. Toshiki and I will go back to Saitama and join Joe and Noni's ministry, the local church ministry there. I will need, I, I've been told by my Japanese friends who are missionaries in Japan, sent by American churches, these people told me that uh, I, I need at least three years to start feeling, getting used to the Japanese culture. 
because you know, we've been too, too Americanized. And we would you know, unnecessarily offend people by American ways. They, they expect Japanese way from, from me, from us, because we look like Japanese, we talk Japanese. But, but um, you know, <laughs> so these people have learned the hard way and you know, giving me some tips to not unnecessarily offend people. So I need to relearn the culture, and I need to learn the, the Jap, you know, what, what's happening at Bethel Church. So I will have some overlap with Joe's ministry and Joe's leadership, and as, as we are looking at transitioning the leadership in, in January 2025. Some of the prayer requests you can be praying for, for me, for us, is for family. We would like a wife and, and a mother to our boys who loves God and who loves people, serve people, and you can pray for that. Uh, Toshiki and Subaru's salvation and education, that is a huge thing with the uh, help of a wife. Uh, for fundraising, you, pray, you can pray for our travel safety in October and November in the States. We are finishing up, and uh, we are going to go back in Indiana on November 4th, <clears throat> next Saturday, and then we're going to spend two weeks in Indiana and then fly to Japan on November 20th. So pray for that and our financial goal to be met. And pray for our church in Japan, my transition into Bethel Baptist Church and relearning the culture. Uh, pray for their members' growth, both spiritual maturity and also in number. And specific ministries such as biblical counseling and music and audiovisual ministries and future ministry partners. We need that. So please pray for those. And you can connect with me in different ways like Facebook or website or missionary page at faithlafayette.org. Or you can email me. You know, if you visit Tokyo area, it's so close. So please visit Japan. Please pray for Japan. Please pray for my ministry. Thank you so much for listening. I just wanted to ask just a couple of follow-up questions because um, not every day does a church in Florida get to be involved with a Japanese missionary. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, maybe in the West Coast a little more mm -hmm. of, of California, but yeah. not here. Um, you mentioned uh, sizes of churches. Um, being there at Joe and Noni's church there, uh, it was quite young, and you showed the pictures of that. What's the, what's the normal churches? Because as we drove around all through Japan, you mm. don't see churches. There's right. there's none. You there's no building. Don't get there. to see so, um, so too where, many churches. Where do they meet at? Uh, there are churches, you know, who which which have buildings. Yeah. Um, so you get to see some of these churches. Of course, speaking of evangelical Christian churches, it's it's even rarer than than what you see. But there are physical church buildings. Some. I would say, you know, many church would meet in these church buildings. Some churches, of course, they, they rent a place to meet. And some churches, they start as a house church. And so, mixture of these things. Okay. So, as we were on the property there, for 
for a Japanese church, you guys had two lots. Um, you had a parking lot, which mm -hmm. was rare, mm -hmm. um, and then a nice building with an upstairs. And so the Lord has blessed that ministry. So, oh, yeah. so let's talk about that just for a moment. You're returning to a fairly healthy mm -hmm. ministry yes. there. Um, yes, I would consider it very healthy. Yeah. Can you elaborate just a little bit on Joe's ministry in the years that, that how long has that church been there mm. and how long has it been established? They recently celebrated their uh, 30 year anniversary. Mm. So they planted the church about 30, maybe 31 years ago. And uh, you know, within that 31 years, you know, there, are, there, were, there have been ups and downs. And so you know, at one time I, I heard that at one time they kind of split the members there, there was a split in members, and you know more critical people in the church they they left, mm. and so after that you know more people um, coming and and uh, you know it's in a healthy situation right now, yeah. but um, yeah they they are working hard and also trying to reach to the community, but again it's it's not as easy. Uh, they incorporate like you know some, something like VBS. They they call it a summer camp to to invite kids over to the church, yeah. you know, location, and they have fun with kids. You know, many church members would would work together to to reach out to these kids and and their families. But then oftentimes that that you see is that after that, you know, VBS time, many kids won't come or many families won't come on this, you know, Sunday or, you know, follow-up events mm. is what I heard. So two, two questions, mm -hmm. kind of follow that up. Um, first, you mentioned on the train, and in being there, we saw that, that it's a very quiet and respectful pro uh, community. We got to fly, <laughs> trying to go to Japan. Um, <laughs> he won't leave us alone. Um, and so... So you're, so you're on the trains, you're on, um, and one of the things we recognize is they're super polite. They're very well-dressed, conservatively, compared to America. Um, women, most of the women wore dresses. Men were dressed in suits. Uh, uh, and yet, no eye contact, very difficult to engage. Um, they seem like a very uh, clean society and very proper and maybe even kind of righteous in some way. But mm -hmm. we t you and I talked about the heart. Is mm -hmm. there... Is there Let's talk about that in a moment, yeah. because that's what we're trying to reach, mm -hmm. right? So how do yeah. we reach the heart of them? They're, uh, they're no different than the rest of the world, right? Right, right. So what you see outside is like they try to maintain unity with other people, but then what happens is that they are very quiet of telling you the, the, their real heart, real feelings. So they might not be interested in anything about you. But they, outside, they, they seem like, oh, yeah, you know, they, you know, they are enjoying the conversation. You know, let's say if I am speaking them about the Bible, talking them about the Bible, and they seem to be interested to just get by then. And then later on, you know, I cannot approach them. They are not going to be um, returning my me to my messages. Uh, I cannot, you know, I, I cannot contact them is what, what you can see oftentimes. Um, their heart, so with that, like I, I would say they are um, you know, enslaved by the fear of men. They don't want to be hated at the moment, but then they don't want to do anything afterward. So just to, just to maintain that you know, uh, outside unity. 
So when, and last question, we'll end with this, but so when Jesus says that it's a narrow gate mm -hmm. and narrow is the road, mm -hmm. and you take a society that's so concerned about unity and not offending anybody, right? That's, we heard that from you. So when, when they become believers and now they know the gospel and they have the charge of the Great Commission, how does that affect their family? So uh, we met such mm. wonderful families at mm. your church. We came away really encouraged by mm. that church. Um, how do they get along now? Mm. Now they're these blood-bought Christians. Mm. They're, they're dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ, mm. and yet they live in a society that wants nothing, no offending anyone. Right, right. So how, 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 and how do you lead them through that as a pastor? And, and let's just talk about that. And so on the one side, of course, as you see in the, in the States too, there are churches that waters down the gospel and, you know, you get to believe in the gospel and everything's going to get better, right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the, these churches wouldn't emphasize, you know, following and committing to the Lord uh, and, you know, like making decision to disbelieve everything else, right? So they, they don't emphasize that. On the other hand, there are churches like, like ours that really commits to, to the Bible teaching, the Bible truth. And, you know, like, you know, committing your, yourself to Christ means that you, you need to even, um, um, what's the word in English? Um, forsake. Forsake, yeah. forsake your, you know, your parents, yeah, your, you your, your family. Yeah. Um, so so I, I would teach that in the right timing. Right. And that might offend some people. But some people might be willing to do that. My father was one of them. And he, when he made a, um, made a decision to, to follow Jesus when he was in his 30s, maybe 20s, when, when he was in his 20s, he was uh, studying at UCLA in, in his doctorate. He made a commitment to follow Christ. And he, his father, what's the word? His, his father... Um, basically said that, you know, if you follow Christianity, we have nothing to do as a, as a family. You know, there's no father-son relationship between us. But my father still decided to follow Christ. And he quit UCLA, and he started going to Talbot Seminary in Los Angeles. And so that happens sometimes. Um, nowadays, I, I think that happens sometimes and, you know, some families are more, you know, okay, like, you know, whatever, like kind of individualistic society in Japan, uh, some parts of Japan. But uh, oftentimes they, they don't want to disrupt unity in the family. So um, going into Christianity means that, you know, they cannot continue their ancestor worship. Oftentimes, people in Japan, they put their you know, hands together before their family, you know, like shrine or something, and they, they kind of worship their ancestors. You know, thank you, so-and-so. Thank you, Grandpa, for overlooking at my life today, right? So that's, that's their family worship. But be, becoming a Christian means that you, you no longer do that, and that brings disgrace to your family and your parents, and... That, that's, that's the hard time. You yeah, know, challenging. Awkward. Costly to be a Christian in Japan should be costly in America as well, mm -hmm. you know, to follow the Lord. So, True. Well, Nato, we are so glad you're here. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Oh, we know you're going to another church this week and then back to 
Indiana flight November November 4th um, and then flight back to Japan when 20th 20th yes and so you'll be back home and yes. you'll, he hasn't seen his two-year-old yeah uh, for yeah. a while once yeah. in April at Arissa's service. And yeah, last time was in May. Yeah, so yeah. looking forward to yes. being reunited yes. with both your boys mm -hmm. and then beginning the ministry there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You know, I already found a place to live. And so uh, I'm going to go near my parents-in-law, Joe and Noni, and where I'll be serving, you know, Bethel Baptist Church and the kids' international school. We, are, you know, I'll be, we are, we're going to be living in the middle of these three locations. So that's yeah. great okay. grace of the Lord. Well, thank you for taking time thank for coming so for, to, to see us. Please greet on behalf of our church, Joe and Noni and Subaru. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we will be praying for you. The uh, Lord has blessed him. He's had most of his supporters raised. Mm -hmm. um, God has really stirred in his people to support this, this man and this ministry. And so we're really glad to hear that. So let me pray for you. And yeah, then we'll be so discussed much. here. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for your grace and mercy. Uh, you take cracked vessels and you shine the light of Jesus Christ through. None of us on our own are deserving to even carry a message on our own, Lord, but because you save us, you use us for your glory. We are not perfect beings. We're perfectly saved. And so your light shines through these cracked vessels, even here in Florida, in Norman Beach, but all the way in Japan as well, Lord. And we thank you that you raise up men like Nato to, to be gripped with the gospel, to want to take it to his people and to share it. And not an easy area, Lord, a very, a very um, scarce population of the church. But we pray you would bless that. You always bless the preaching of your word. You always accompany that. Your spirit comes with the proclamation of the word. And so we would ask that you would help not to be uh, faithful to the word and then you would bring fruit through this man and many would come to know Jesus Christ as their savior Lord we do pray for a spouse for him Lord if it be your will to help him raise the boys and to serve the Lord together would you bless him that Lord we pray for Joe and Noni Lord as they enter close to their retreading time Lord I, speaking of Joe he says there's no retirement I just I have to do things a little different and so we pray for them and as they work together to strengthen that church and then to plant other churches we pray for more families and older and younger to come and hear the gospel Lord and that there'll be a great lighthouse at Bethel Baptist Church in Japan Lord we ask that you bless him keep him safe in his travels Lord we do thank you for Kyle here as well, Lord. Thank you for these men. They've been encouragement to our hearts, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.